God's people, on today's show, we take a journey through a biblical love story as I share the audio from a sermon that I had the opportunity to speak this weekend in Detroit all about Ruth and Boaz. It is entitled, Proposed to You. No, you thought you heard proposed as in down on one knee, but it is purposed as in purposed to you. If you are married, single, divorced, thinking about it, used to be in it, don't know no more, you want to sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. It's time to talk about love, y'all. That's right. We about to talk about love, relationships, and all the little dynamics in between. Y'all going to enjoy this one. So I had the opportunity to speak this weekend, this past weekend, um, at a church in Detroit. And... It went really well. I had really been sitting on the message that you're going to hear today for a long time. And look, I don't know that the whole time that I've had this show, I think I've shared a couple of my sermons here or there. I have a lot more than I share. And sometimes people ask, this is a topic and in particular, a teaching that a few people have asked to hear. But um, I'm excited about this one, man, because we talking about Ruth and Boaz and the way that the Lord allowed me to see this story in his word is different than the ways I've heard it preached and approached before. So I think it's really important for people, no matter, like I said, like you're single, you're married. Even if you are a person that has lost everything, there's really something in this story for everyone. And so I'm going to share Like, if you don't know, I'm not a huge fan of playing back audio, mostly because I hate hearing myself talk back. I don't know why, but really from there is like when I do live speaking events, I really am there for the room. And so if you're not in the room, like you don't always understand the dynamics of what I'm saying or why I'm saying it because I'm really in tune to what's needed to be said to those particular people. And sometimes what's needed to be said to those people isn't necessarily relevant to people outside of the room and you got like this thing where like I get loud but that's like passion and if you in the room and you see my facial expressions and like if you see my approach like when I listen back it sounds like I'm hollering but when you there it's like I'm not really hollering we like it's just exciting you know what I'm saying so anyway if you could keep that in mind when you hear me get passionate on a couple of parts uh, just know and understand, I wasn't in there wilding out or hollering at people or something. Like, I really was just into it, and they were into it, too. Whenever you are doing any type of live speaking, you tend to feed off of the audience. So this was a really engaged and really good audience. And in the midst of all the coronavirus, and you know, can't get more than 200 and, what, 50 people? I don't know. Maybe we had 249. I don't know what it was in there. We didn't count, but. You know, I was kind of nervous, like, you know, we got <laughs> fire marshal ain't going to come in this boy and shut us down, is he? No, I would have had to preach the gospel. Oh, don't get it twisted. I'd been, in the name uh, of Jesus. Uh, all right, let me quit playing. And y'all really about to enjoy this message. And just know that there were a couple more things even that I could have said. And maybe I'll address them on another show. Because when I listen back, I'm like, ooh, it's one or two things I wish I would have added. But it's such a dynamic story and so much the grabs from it that it's really hard to address everything. So I'm, I'm encouraging you right now, grab a note, a, no, a pen and a notepad if you have to. And this is one of those shows, don't just listen one time, listen again, and don't be afraid if you've never shared our show with anyone before. Text the link to this show to a friend that you know needs to hear this. 
Sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspiration, man. Hey, man, what up, what up? How y'all feeling, man? God's people, what's up? Deliverance Center Outreach Ministries. How y'all feeling this morning? All right, all right, look. I'm going to be all the way real with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, like Bishop said, I'm not no hooper and no holler. You know what I'm saying? I, I play around like that at home if you want me to be real, though. I can go there, you know what I'm saying, but but I don't, but but today you're not gonna get that. But but I do want to be real with you. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all like like already. This is what I feel like. Can I tell y'all what I feel like? I literally feel like a stick of dynamite right now. Like like you ever watch a movie? You ever watch a movie, sir? And like when when the hero like let's think Fast and Furious. Like if Dom when they light up the dynamite, you gotta hurry up and get it out your hand. <laughs> Because sooner or later, once the dynamite lit, it's about to hit something, it's about to tear some stuff up. You feel what I'm saying? I'm just telling y'all how I feel today. Like, like it's the part, ma'am, when you get the grenade and they take the pin out. When they take the pin out, bro, you got to get away from that mud. Because it's about to tear something up. Now, now look, I'm just going to be real. Get away from me. Okay, ma'am? <laughs> like, y'all get away from me today. Because I, I feel like like I'm sitting over there, my leg twitching. I'm like, all right, like we got we got puppets, we got songs. I'm like, look, look, y'all got like the pen has been removed, bro. You get what I'm saying? Like if y'all if y'all don't let me get up here and give y'all this word that God gave me, I'ma tear something up. So 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 like Lady May said, let, let me just make it plain for y'all. Like, Lady May, they they came to my church in January. I didn't know they were coming. I didn't know they were interested in booking me. And, and she she reached out. She she came up to me afterwards. Her and Bishop were there. Thank y'all for let, allowing me to be here first and foremost. Uh, Bishop Booker, Lady May. Um, and, and so she asked me in January, like, like, do you want to? You know, she talked to my wife first. She had to ask my wife, was I a good dude? You know what I'm saying? So I, I actually appreciate that. It was different, but it was cool. I was like, okay, that's dope. Like she like, look, is this a good man? Like just tell me right now. My wife looking like, let me tell you. <laughs> look. Listen to me. No, we, we, so we was cool. I'm here, so I'm good. You feel what I'm saying? So she, so she, she booked me in, in January, and I'm going to tell you all why I feel like a stick of dynamite. Because she asked me, like, in that moment, like, I, I want to book you for my Women's Day. And at first, for two seconds, with all due respect, I thought you was out of your mind. For, for two seconds. I'm like, I've never spoken at a Women's Day before. You get what I'm saying? But I kid you not, within, within two minutes, I knew exactly what I was preaching today. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to help y'all understand the reason I feel like a, a stick of dynamite is because I was lit back in January, sir. You feel, I'm like, I've been walking around for three months, lit. I've been walking around for three months like, oh, they gotta hear this, like, like, like they gotta hear this. I already knew, like, it was like, oh yeah, first it was like, you out your mind. Then I turned around and I was like, God is good. Amen. And you got to understand purpose and time. And, and so, so let me let me get a couple of formalities out of the way. Um, I already think this. Um, I'm not I'm not the best with this. So I think the I think the bishop in the first. Okay, so we good there. I'm not gonna get in trouble on that. Um, I I come to you by way of abundantly blessed ministries, where my father, Pastor Wilson James, and Lady Peggy James is the first lady. Okay, hey, Lady Peggy, how you doing, Mama Peggy? Like, thank you for being here so much. I appreciate you. Uh, my father couldn't make it today. We have we have two more service coming up. He texts me like I'm tired. And and look, if he don't, if my father don't come see me preach. I know he really tired. You feel what I'm saying? I'm going to tell y'all something. He want me to be a preacher more than I want to be a preacher. You get what I'm saying? In my mind, I'm just up here kicking it with y'all, bro. I'm not like, in my, but my father, like, he supports. So he couldn't be here. Uh, Bishop, he wanted me to extend that. He texted me a few minutes ago. So, all right, so we did. All right, so we, so I, I'm, I'm good here. I ain't going to get in trouble. My church, we good. Oh, my wife. Okay. So it's, it's my wife right here, Tiffany. What up? What up, girl? You look good today. Um, <laughs> That's my wife. Uh, that's my home girl. Like we we ride or die. Like that's that's just what it is. Uh, we've been together since we was kids. We've been through a lot of ups and downs. But like it's like straight up. Like it's just that's all I care about. You feel me? That's all I'm on right now. Like you know, I ain't trying to I ain't trying to see nothing else. I ain't trying to hear nothing else. Like get out. Uh uh. No, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm straight, bruh. 
Why won't he look me in my eyes? I'm looking everywhere like, I'm good, bro. I already got something. You feel what I'm saying? That's my girl. I love my wife. Um, so, so like, like Lady May said, like, I'm, I'm not one of those people that really want to go down no list of, of different things that I do. Um, it's awkward if you want me to be honest, but ho- hopefully you feel like after I speak today that it was, that it was credible. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you need to see my credit report or something afterwards, maybe I'll share it on the... I share it on the back end, you know. If I say something, you're like, hold on, bro, I need to, we need to make sure you know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I, I show you whatever you need to see on the back end, okay? So we, so we all good. So I think I got all the formalities out of the way. Y'all, y'all don't know much about me, but, like, I, I'm from the east side. Don't nobody. We good. We good. My brother. My brother. I'm going to stand over here. East side, and we light-skinned. So we, we good. It's me and you today, bro. I don't care what they talking about, Okay. Look, when I come up in somewhere, I look for the safety zone. You feel what I'm saying? The rest of y'all jokers look dangerous. I'm like, hold on, bro. They didn't... Look, I ain't, no lie, we got in the car, and I put in East Grand Boulevard. You know what I'm saying? And, and my wife was like, thank God. Look, that, what's the thing today? Help wanted. Amen? My, my wife, she was like, hold on, bro, because it looked like we was getting here too quick. You get what I'm saying? She was like, are you sure you put in West Grand Boulevard? And I'm like, you know what, I'm a little scared of the west side, so knowing me, I put in east not even thinking about it. And so thank God for my wife, we had to switch that around, and so we made it here safely, okay? So, so I'm light-skinned, and I'm from the east side, you know, and that's about all you need to know um, about me today. Um, now, now, I want to ask y'all, I want to ask y'all a question, like, today, this is going to be dope. I told y'all, like, I've been lit for, like, two months on this, and, and I need y'all to understand something else about me real quick. Uh, most preachers, they come through the front, though, you know what I'm saying, they, they just... They walk through the front door, and I'm going to be real with y'all, not, not that I'm, I'm promoting this television show, but, but Jeff, I'm a little bit like bruh man. You feel what I'm saying, bruh? Like, 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 I'm coming to y'all through the window from the fifth floor. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like I'm like, when, when, when I'm, like, I, I don't always say, so, so I want y'all to stay focused because I don't always say what you think I'm going to say. And today, we're going to go and journey through a familiar story, but I promise y'all I'm coming from the fifth floor in the window. You feel what I'm saying? All right, all right, cool. So, so I think I got all the formalities out of the way. Um, by show of hands, how, how, many, how many people in the room, uh, we gonna, this is Women's Day, so we're going to focus on the women's, but brother, y- y- y'all welcome to listen. Um, how many women ha- in the room have been proposed to before, okay? Notice I didn't say if you're married or not. I just, <laughs> have you ever been proposed to? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> See, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. So, so most of y'all have been proposed to in the room, and... I rap a little bit, you get what I'm saying? So I have a thing with words, I like words. And randomly, I was driving one day, and I was like, propose. That sound a lot like purpose. Purpose. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, like, I was like, why do those words sound the same, right? And I started looking up the origin of the words, and I, I learned something. I learned that it came from, there was an old French word called porpose, okay? P-O-R-P-O-S, okay? I'm like, okay, poor pose. And then something happened along, along the lines in the English language. We took two words from that one word. And so I found out I wasn't tripping. Purpose and proposal actually come from the same origin. So, 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 so let me rephrase the question, ladies. How many of y'all have ever been proposed to? Ooh, like, 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 how? How many of y'all have ever been purposed? You get what I'm saying? Because I want to tell y'all something. A lot of times in this life, we focus on the what, right? That's the proposal, the what. What did he do? He, He took you to the Bahamas. He got on bended knee. He, he sung a song even though he can't sing. Like we, we focus on the what. And when y'all go back and text y'all homegirls, y'all only tell them the what. Right, so you only tell them the proposal. But, but why is it that we never focus on the why? So, so some, of us, some of us are proposed without purpose. And so, and so we engaged in something, and you're like, okay, I know what he did, but why did he do it? Why did he take you to the Bahamas? What, like, like did, he, did he explain the purpose behind the proposal? Okay. All right, y'all almost like it's gonna take a minute for y'all to get there. I got you. And so today I wanna I wanna tell you something. I have a quote that I live by. 
And the most dangerous thing you could do is live a life without purpose. The most absolute dangerous thing you could do is live a life without purpose. And so many of us are engaged, we're proposed, but we're not purposed. See, you got with him for the what? Because he's tall, he's 6'5". He got muscles, right? He, got, he work a good job. Like Lady May said, see, the reason I don't always give people a, a long, extensive bio is because I don't know, I don't need you to know what about me. I need you to understand why I'm here. And so many times in our life, we want to lead with the what. We want people to see the what. Yes, I'm educated. I'm distinguished. Yes, I, that is right. Yeah, I live here. You're right. That's what everything. It's like, why, bro? And so I want y'all to keep that in mind. Today we're going to journey through a love story, okay, ladies? Listen, I know if I'm coming to a women's day, my wife make me watch Lifetime around Christmas time. <laughs> we about to talk about love in this thing today. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I ain't silly. I know what I'm getting myself into. So I want, want y'all to follow me. We're going to journey through a love story. Now here's the interesting thing about the love story that we'll journey to, through. Everybody in here is a character in this story. And what I want you to do is find yourself. I'm not here to tell you which one you are. I want you to listen to the story. And as the story begins to unfold, I want you to ask yourself, like, who am I in this story? Once you're able to identify who you are in this story, you will be able to identify why you are in this story. Because so many of us are walking around, and we hear a good word, we see stuff. You're like, David and Goliath. But it's like, hold on, bro, which one are you? Are you David or Goliath? We never ask ourselves, who am I in the story? We always assume that we're David. Why is it that we always assume that we're the best person in the situation? Notice when I gave my little Fast and Furious situation, I was Dom. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't look nothing like Dom, but in my mind, it's like, if I'm going to be in Fast and Furious, I'm going to be Dom. I don't want to be Tyrese, man. I don't want to do it. He got six lines through the whole movie. Why would you make me do that? I don't understand it. All right, so today we're going we're gonna to journey through this story, uh, uh, the story of, of Ruth and Boaz. Um, so let's turn to Ruth. Let's turn to the book of Ruth. And I need you all to understand something about me. I really love the Bible. So if you don't like the Bible, nine times out of ten, you're going to leave out of here thinking I'm out of my mind and you don't like me. You get what I'm saying? And I'm cool with that, but I always ask people this wherever I go. Listen, man, if you don't like me, all I ask is that you just act like you like me today, okay? All right, I got my wife over here. She didn't wore white for y'all, okay? We didn't, come on now, we didn't follow all the rules. Just if you don't like me, act like you like me, all right? Just, just make it. I won't know. I won't know you can't stand me, okay? So, so okay. oh, first, first, I do want to read y'all, um, I, I, I like to, you know, be obedient. There was a theme scripture here, okay? I didn't veer away from it, guys, believe it or not, even though it doesn't really seem like that's what I'm doing right now. But the theme scripture was already uh, read earlier by a young lady, but it's Proverbs 31 and 10. I read from the New Living Translation. Um, it's worded very much like the, new, uh, the King James Version. Uh, slightly variations here and there, but nothing that is going to make it not the word of God. So um, I think you, you, if you mirror it, if you're reading the King James, you'll see that things are pretty much the same thing. But there was something interesting in the New Living Translation in Proverbs 31 and 10. And it reads it like this. Who can find a virtuous, but then they added something, and capable wife? Like, I know, I know in the King James, and I don't have no problem with it, that it just says, who can find a virtuous wife? But, but in the New Living, they, they added something, bro. They said virtuous and capable. Okay, ladies. The story's starting right now already. You don't even know it yet. You got to start figuring out, like, okay, virtuous and capable. What do I mean by capable? When I was on my way here, I told y'all, I was on my way to East Grand Boulevard. My lovely wife over here who is very capable, amen, help, help wanted in the kingdom of God. She's very capable. And she was like, excuse me, sir, you're going to the east side, and we need to be going to the west, amen? That's virtuous and capable. You get what I'm saying? So I want you to start thinking about something like, oh, wait a minute, am I capable? Like, what am I? Like, ooh, my God, am I capable? I know you're cute. I saw your Instagram page. I know your hair is, you know, because that's the what. We just, we focusing on the what, but can you get with somebody and point them in the right direction? Amen? All right. All right, so I'm going to jump into Ruth real quick. Ruth chapter 1. Uh, I love the Bible, y'all. We're going to start at verse 3. 
Uh, here, here's what's happening real quick right here. We're, we're dealing with a dude named Elimelech, okay? Elimelech is this dude uh, uh, from, from Israel, and, and what happened is there's a famine, y'all, and, and y'all can relate to this because we got the little coronavirus going on, okay? So basically what happened with Elimelech is he was like, oh, it's toe up over here in Israel. I'm about to grab my, my wife and my two sons, and I'm getting up out of here, okay? So it's kind of like me last week when I was thinking about relocating to Hawaii, y'all, you know what I'm saying, because I hadn't seen no open cases over there. Anyway, but you get what I'm saying? It's like, at the end of the day, what I'm trying to tell you is that Elimelech saw some situations, and he had to get up out the situation, right? And so that's when we find ourselves in Ruth chapter 1, verse 3. And then in verse 3, it says this, y'all. Then Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. Dang, Naomi. It's rough already. It's roughed in a mug for the Naomi's in the room. You was married and, and, and dang, my man, and died. He didn't, he didn't took you to Moab and died on you. Don't we go through some situations in life where it's like you didn't ask for this. You thought you was marrying this dude. He was taking you to Hawaii to get away from the coronavirus and just to get to Hawaii and die? Okay, okay, verse 4. The two sons, okay, the two sons, they grow up and they marry Moabite women. One married a woman named Orpah, not to be confused with Oprah, okay? It was, it was Orpah, okay? And the other married a woman named Ruth. Okay, so Naomi, she got her sons here, and it's like, okay, I lost my husband, but things are starting to get patched back together because my sons then went on ahead and married Orpah and, and Ruth, okay? Amen. All right, but, but golly, Ruth, I mean, Naomi, what, what's going on? Verse 5, wait, wait a minute. But it says, but, but about 10 years later, okay, I don't like to see a but. Verse 5 says, both Malone and Kilion died. Those are her sons. Wait a minute. Dang, Naomi. I know it's some Naomi's in the room that have been through some stuff and you ain't asked for it. And it's like, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? Because, look, life gets real, y'all. If y'all want me to be real, like, life gets real, real. I don't know all y'all situations. I don't know your story. But one thing I do know is that you're going to find yourself somewhere in here. And then this left Naomi alone without her two sons or her husband. So at this point, Naomi had, had, had left because there was a famine, but ended up going to a new land and losing everything she had. Amen. All right, so we're going to go down to verse 16 now, and, and, and here's what's happening in verse 16. you got to put yourself in Naomi's shoes. Uh, Naomi is in a situation where she's like, well, bump this. I'm about to go back to the east side, okay? I came over here on West Grand Boulevard, got people looking at me crazy five minutes into this sermon. I'm getting up out of here, okay? Naomi is like, we're going back to Israel because she heard things were better in Israel, okay? All right? And so here's what happens, y'all. Um, she gave her daughter-in-laws... An option. She gave Ruth and Orpah a way out. She told them, I'm going back, right? I'm about to go back to my homeland. Look, I love y'all, Ruth and Orpah, but look, you don't got to come over here with me. I, I want y'all to understand something. Some of, some of you are some Naomi's. Some of you are, are some Ruth's in the room. And some of you might be some Orpah's. And you got to start looking at the situation and saying, Naomi, Naomi was a woman that was, that was wounded. And she had these two, two girls that had married her sons, but she gave them a way out. And something interesting happened. Orpah, bless her soul, Orpah tried to stay with Naomi. And then Naomi was like, no, you can go ahead. You can go ahead and do what you do. You know, go ahead and move back to the east side. And Orpah was like, you know what, Naomi, you, you ain't got a dime, Okay. This virus then hit, you, we broke, look, look, I'm up out of here. Orpah then went back home, okay, amen? So Orpah goes back home, but I want y'all to pay attention to Ruth, all right? Verse 16, but Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Verse 18, when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. Verse 22. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law Ruth, the young Moabite woman. They arrived in Bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. All right, pause. All right? I told you all I like the Bible. I know it would be like too much for some people. Like, oh, my God, that's too much scripture. Amen. So here's the thing. You got a situation where... Now Ruth, Ruth is dope, bro. 
Ruth is in a situation where she could have went a different direction, all right? Here's what I want y'all to think about. I talked to y'all early on about purpose. A lot of times we make decisions every single day as if they don't lead to results down the line, all right? So right now, Orpah and Ruth were presented with an opportunity. It seems like a problem, but it's an opportunity. And I, I want to present to y'all today that there might be some times in your life where you think you're being presented with problems, but really God is laying out opportunities before you. And there are times that we complain about our situation. I can't make it because I grew up on the east side. Oh, my God. But what decisions did you make? Are you Ruth or are you Orpah? Are you Orpah who had an Orpah had the same opportunity Ruth had. As we get through the story, you'll see that it started very early on. Orpah made a decision. Ruth made this decision, but the beauty of it is when she made the decision, she could not see the outcome. That's what we call faith. All right. So Ruth was in a, she was in a situation where she had to decide that I am connected to this person. This person has been good to me. And even when it's down, when it's bad, when it don't look like we're going to make it, I'm not leaving you. You've been proposed to, but have you been purposed to? Me and my wife have been through some rough times, y'all. We done been broke. I remember one time we had a, we had a car. Every time it rained, it flooded. You think I'm playing? You get in the car, you might as well take a shower in that bad boy, okay? Every time it rained, it flooded. But you know something dope about my wife? I saw that she was like Ruth. I saw that the situation and the circumstance did not make her want to give up on me. Some of y'all are stuck in some bad situations because, because it looked like you would, look, can I be real with y'all? I'm sorry. It was some dudes in high school that my wife could have chose over me, right? At the time, I wasn't wearing the J's, y'all. At the time, I didn't have a car. My man had the Cardi's on. He was looking like, he was looking like the winning ticket. At the time, she made a choice and she put her money on light-skinned Eastside boy. All right, and, and I'm not, I'm not going, look, this ain't about me. And I, and I promise you, I'm not saying this in an arrogant fashion, but every now and then, if y'all want me to be real, I sit back in my office, I'll be like, man, she made the right decision. <laughs> Dang on, bro. Whoa, my God. Things don't look the same. You ever see somebody from high school? And you're like, you used to be cute. You used to be cute. You didn't turn out like in high school they give you the awards, most likely to succeed. I think they're giving out the awards a little too early, y'all. That Like, look, we need to do a redo, okay? You was best dressed uh, 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 back then, my man. But, but your Jordans got Mike doing the layup with the left. <laughs> Mike, he not dunking on your Jordans, bruh. Why, why is Mike posting up <laughs> on your Jordans? But you was the most likely to succeed. I I'm trying to get y'all to understand that, that there are times in your life where you're crying and you're down and out, but if you just get like Ruth and make the right decision when things are bad, maybe later on in your life you'll find yourself in a better situation. All right, let's go to, let's go to chapter 2. We got to go to chapter 2. Oh, oh, I got to say something. I got to say something about, about verse 22, y'all. This is so dope. This is so dope. Like, we're talking about purpose, okay? In verse 22, it says something, and most people think it's meaningless. There are things that happen in your life that you think are meaningless. You meet people every day. You go to work. You're standing in line in front of people, behind people. We don't even know how many times we've been in front of or behind a millionaire in our life, and we walk around broke. Because you don't understand the purpose and the opportunity that God presents before you. So God has you in the presence of greatness all the time, but you so stuck up, you don't know how to be nice and just say hi to people. Because you only see the what. You think, okay, show me the Cardi, show me the car, like, show me the, listen, it's some people out here paying just as much for a Charger as somebody else paying for a Benz. And you caught up in the what, but you don't know why he got the Charger. He got it because his credit jacked up and they wouldn't approve him at the Mercedes Financial. All right? Not 10 years later, you stuck with him and the Charger on four flats and he ain't got insurance. 
we done used up the AAA on our uncle thing the whole time. We don't know what we gonna do, Orpah. Verse 22, it seems pointless. This is what it says. Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law, Ruth, the young Moabite woman. This is the part that seems, seems pointless. They arrived in Bethlehem in the late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now, I'm going to tell you, all I never heard nobody point out the significance of the timing and when they went there. They went in the late spring during the barley harvest. Y'all looking like, who cares? I don't even know what barley is, guy. Who are you? It seems pointless. It's going to make sense in a second, but I want you to understand that there are so many things that God does in your life. I would, I would even... I would even debate and argue and challenge you that I'm here for a reason today. Have you ever been in church? I, I know I have, and a preacher has been preaching, and it seems like they're talking directly to you, and you thinking it's just by chance, but God is saying, no, I had assigned it so that he arrived in the late spring during the barley harvest. God has perfect timing. It's not by chance when you come into the presence of individuals. All right. If y'all follow me, I promise it's going to make sense. Let's go to ver uh, chapter 2, starting at verse 1. Now, there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi's husband, Elimelech. Verse 2. One day, Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go out into the harvest. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are y'all telling me? You mean to tell me they just so happened to go during the time of the barley harvest and the first thing Ruth says to her mother-in-law when she get there is she like, she like that stick of dynamite. Like she got there, she like, let me get to the barley harvest. Ruth says, let me go out into the, bar, into the harvest fields to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who was kind enough to let me do it. Naomi replied, all right, my daughter, go ahead. Now, ladies, I don't want y'all to get mad at me on this, okay? Please don't get mad at me. But there was something dope about Ruth. And, and when, when, the, when the Proverbs 31, when they says not only was you a, a virtuous woman, but you was capable, I, 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 I just want to tell you that Ruth was capable when she, when she was with Naomi she wasn't just trying to live off Naomi. She wasn't just trying to, like, she got to Naomi. It was like, let me get to the barley harvest. Ruth was ready to work. The, the theme is help wanted. Some of us can't help nobody because we just want to be on Instagram all day. I'm looking like, why are you taking a picture right now? It's time to work. It's time to make something happen. All we do all day long is take pictures and then we complain about our situation. How are you complaining about being broke and you ain't at the barley harvest? Some of us are only concerned with the what? Listen, ladies, I promise you my wife is cute. That's the what. But that's not why I'm with her. I'm purpose to her because she's capable of helping me in the kingdom walk. She's capable of making me a better man. I'm telling y'all right now that if I would have got with her sooner, I might have won some of them awards in high school. I waited too late. But she made me, she helped make me the man I am today because she's capable. When, when God created Adam, he created Adam and he was like, no, you need help. You need help. When God created me, he was like, listen, my man, you, look, you, you got some potential. I like you. you. You're okay, but you need some capable help. And what I'm telling y'all women right now is, are you Orpah? Are you the woman that made the decision before it was even time for the harvest that you wasn't trying to do no work? Notice Orpah ain't nowhere else in the story, okay? She, she's just gone. Some of us had an opportunity to be in purpose, but we made a decision that we didn't want it. Orpah was like, you know what? I'm going to just take these pictures and post them on Instagram every day. Um, I'm not trying to put my hair in no point. Y'all know how y'all are. I ain't trying to get my hair wet. Okay? Listen, ladies, sometimes you're going to have to go out to the field and get your dog on hair wet. Amen? 
Listen. I know my wife. I know she look cute right now. But there's some times where she had to throw that thing in a ponytail and we got to make some things happen. Where we got to get into our purpose for God. And sometimes she's like, you need me to do I'm like, look, I don't care about the what because I know why you in the ponytail. Because I know all it takes is a little, what, little hot comb, little conditioner. Some of, some of us get in a bad situation and we can't see potential in people because we don't know. Look, just give them a bath. Get a boy a bath. He going to be all right. My wife looked at me and was like, if he take a shower, I, I think I can make this work. So, so where we at? We in verse 3, chapter 2. So Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters. And as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the, rather, the, the, the relative of her father-in-law, Elimelech. Now, now, the reason, women, that you need to be in purpose and working and doing something we always tell my like, Boaz, you gonna find, you gonna find your Boaz. You ain't gonna find your Boaz. <laughs> so what y'all do? Y'all get in the mirror, go to the club. Ooh, girl, we about to find that. Uh, uh. Boaz wasn't at the club. Boaz found Ruth with a ponytail in the barley harvest, working and sweating and getting dirty and putting in work. Because Boaz realized, look, some of these cute girls. When they take off the makeup, they ain't worth nothing. Like, look, some, some of the cute ones, listen, I know you get a lot of likes on Instagram, but baby girl, are you ready to go to the barley harvest? Let, 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 me, let me tell y'all something. When, when, when me and my wife, when we were super broke, okay, because we done went through different phases, broke, super broke, so up. Uh, when we were super broke is something I really like about my wife. When we were super broke, we made a decision one day. I was like, look, we about to get this credit together. And I was like, you know what? No longer will I wait on a call from a bill collector. I started picking up the phone and calling them. I'm going to tell you all how crazy I am. I got on the phone with the bill collector, ma'am, and this is what I said, and I'm not joking. I said, this is an attempt to pay a debt. This call may be recorded for quality assurance purposes. And the lady thought I was out of my mind, but I started calling them and telling them, I'm, this is an attempt to pay you. I'm no longer waiting on life to happen to me. And what was dope about my wife is that when I went to her and I said, we can't buy no shoes, can't buy no clothes right now, you're going to have to start doing your own hair. She put the hair in the ponytail. She went to work. She got dirty. She got down. And then when we built the credit back up, then I'm like, go ahead and get you a look. Look, go ahead and get you a little something, baby girl. You want to go somewhere? Where you want to go? What, what you want to do? Okay, we're going to have to wait till after this virus hit. But what I'm saying is, what, I, what I'm saying is, we can go, though, okay? Especially with the $60 flights of spirit right now, amen? I'm pulling up flights, and I'm like, wait a minute. You sure this ain't a bus ride? <laughs> Y'all know how spirit gets. Spirit Airlines, I don't, I'm, be, I'm filled with the spirit, but I don't mess with spirit, okay? I'm just being, I need to go Delta. I need to go Delta. We was on spirit one time. I swear to you, it felt like we was riding a bus in the sky. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ooh, what is this? Ooh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why did we just make a U-turn? What's going on? I looked out. I'm at the window. I look out the window. My man got his blinker on. I'm like, oh, Lord, get me off this plane. Get me off of this plane now. I never seen a pilot. I look, I look down the aisle in the pilot doing this. What the? You reversing? What's going on? Y'all got to stop messing with spirit, okay? Look, I will walk to Miami before I fly spirit, okay? All right, so, so in verse 3, Ruth just so happens to be working in the field of the wealthy and influential man. Notice she wasn't trying to get to the what. She wasn't, she ain't, she wasn't filling them for his money. She was just working 
And what I'm telling you is if you just put in work, you will wake up and God will, you will look up like, oh, my God, how did I, oh, my God, deliverance, out, what? center outreach, what is this? What's going on? I didn't ask for this. When you're walking in purpose, God just brings you to people. He just, it, I didn't, look, I was just preaching and they walked in. I'm like, they look like the FBI, like I done did something wrong, okay? So I'm, I'm preaching a little nervous. And then afterwards, I had no idea they was going to invite me to come to here to do and speak to y'all today. Like, but, but when you're just operating in the purpose that God has called you to, then God, you'll just start waking up. And God, you're like, okay, I guess I'll go, I'll go preach over here. God, okay, where you want to sit? I'll go over here. Some of us want the what so bad, but if you just focus on the why, God will bless you. Okay, all right, all right. We're we making our way through. I'm going to speed through. Verse 5, y'all. Then Boaz asked his foreman. So, so Ruth is out in the field with the ponytail working, okay? And Boaz asked his, his foreman, he said, who is that young woman over there? Who, who does she belong to? Ladies, I need you to understand something, baby girl. If, if you're working, look, I'm, I'm going to give y'all a trick, okay? I'm, I'm about to give y'all, this is that sauce right here. Some of y'all think dudes are attracted to all, the, all this. Would a dude really want to know? And look, can I tell y'all, this, this is whether he a good dude or a bad dude, okay? If he a street dude, he need to know when they come, you ain't going to snitch on them. You get what I'm saying? It's like, hold on, like, you got your nails done, but I'm in prison right now because you done told on me. You get what I'm saying? What, what every man really want to know is like, look, I got me a ride or die. Like, look, I, I, you, I'm going to buy you the ponytail. You, you're going to get the weave soon enough, okay? Soon enough. If you just work with me, we can get there, all, all right? So, so Boaz looked out in the field and saw Ruth with her nappy head getting wet and sweating, and he still was like, who is that? Because he was attracted to the work. Boaz was attracted to the work, not the twerk. The work. Boaz was attracted to the work. Verse 8. Verse 8. Boaz, at this point, Boaz. It say Boaz went over and said to Ruth, because this is how we do. First, we want to know who you are. Like, hold on, who is that right there? Like, what's good with that? Then Boaz got game. He got money. He influential. So, you know, he like, okay, what up, baby girl? What we, we going to do this? You know what I'm saying? So, at this point, she's just out working in the field. And, and, and she just happened. Imagine you out working. You just doing what God called you to do, women. You don't know what's coming. You don't know why you up in here in Israel and Judah and Bethlehem. And you just, I'm just working. I'm following the purpose that God called for me. And then you look up. And it's light skin. East side. What up? Boaz went over and said to Ruth, listen, my daughter. He said, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. When Boaz told Ruth, he saw Ruth and he was like, oh, you know what? Okay, let me make it plain for y'all. So if I work at McDonald's, right, okay, and she come there to get the nuggets and the fries on a Wednesday, and I'm like, well, who is you? Okay, I go to her and say, baby girl, don't, don't go to the west side McDonald's. You come here, I'm going to get you them nuggets just like you want them. You get what I'm saying? Boaz was like, look, you come up in this field, I'm going to take care of you, okay? All right, let's go to verse 11. So, so at this point, you got to understand, Ruth is a humble and a, and a virtuous woman, and, and she's, like, she's like, oh, my God. You know how y'all get like, oh, why me? Oh, 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 why? Oh, what, is because I'm in the field? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, my, my hair is messed up. Oh, okay. Y'all know how y'all do. Like, you, some of y'all play messed up. Like, oh, yeah, these just my work shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Boaz, like, Ruth, Ruth to hit Boaz with that, right? So Boaz, like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know. But, but I also know every, about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother in your own land to live here among complete strangers. What, ladies, if you just put in work, he going to hear about it. Like, like some of us, we trying to post it on Facebook. We trying to tell everybody. We trying to give our whole bio before people have an opportunity to know us. But I'm telling you, ladies, if you just put in that work, he going to hear about you. He going to find you. Boaz is looking. He going to find you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay, let's keep it going. Verse 15. 
When Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young man. Oh, my God, he got authority. He said, let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her. And pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Oh, my God. Remember I told y'all that they, she went there during the barley harvest? And then it just so happened that Boaz dropped the barleys. And let me ask y'all a question. Where did he drop the barleys? On purpose. Y'all not getting it yet? He dropped the barleys on purpose. Has he proposed to you? Let me tell y'all ladies something. At this is the point where Ruth really thought she was working, but she wasn't really doing no work. She getting home like, oh my God, I got like seven bags of barley. It's like he dropping them on purpose, girl. Y'all women don't understand sometimes you at work and your supervisor, you like, I got a lot of leads today. It's like, no, he told everybody to call you. That's, that's exactly what happened, okay? Here, here's a couple of key points about that that I need y'all to understand is that Ruth was not trying to be found by a man. She was just operating in her purpose. And by operating in her purpose and focus on what God called her to do, being connected to the people that God had connected to, she just so happened to find herself during the barley harvest at Boaz's house. All right? All right, all right let's, go, let's, go to, let's go to chapter 3 real quick, and I'm almost done. This is where it gets really dope to me. Verse 1. One day, Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, it's time that I found a permanent home for you, said that you will be provided for. Boaz is a close relative of ours, and he's been very kind by letting you gather grain with his young women. Tonight, he will be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Okay, let's pause real quick. First, remember I told y'all to start off this story that you got to find yourself in one of the characters? So, so women, some of y'all, if you were Naomi, I know that you've been through some tough times. And what happens sometimes as a Naomi is because your life done been messed up. When you see the, ne the, the little cute Ruth come into church, you just looking like, look at her with that skirt. I can't stand her. I'm sick and tired of how these young girls dress. Her little nasty attitude. And what God is saying to you is that that Ruth needs you to be a Naomi in her life. So even though I know your life has been messed up, I know that you've been through and you lost everything, that, 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 little, that young lady right there also represents an opportunity for you. She represents an opportunity for you to walk in your purpose. All right, all right, all right. See, see, we live in a day and time where, where the Naomi's don't want to teach the roofs how to work. They, they just want to teach them how to pop their little hips and dance to the, little, the new little challenge. Like, we got all these challenges going on, and all the Naomi's are just teaching the roofs how to be little hood rats, okay? And, and I know that sounds harsh, but can we be honest? I'm from the east side. Let's just call it what it is. You're producing a bunch of little hood rats because you don't understand the purpose in every decision that you make. You don't understand the purpose in the music that you let her listen to. Why is a six-year-old watching Power, okay? What's going on here? You're supposed to be Naomi. All right. They don't like that. They don't like that. They don't like that. Naomi, for the roofs out there, I know you're hot, girl. I know, I know you're feeling yourself. I know you're cute, and you're looking at little Naomi like, she, look at her little wig. Look, Naomi used to be on fire, too. Now, some of y'all don't know. Some of these grandmas was doing their things back in the 50s. All right? You wasn't in the little doo-wop club. You know what I'm saying? Grandma was doing her thing out here. Come on, cuz. Listen, now. Huh? You ain't got a thousand cousins for no reason. <laughs> some of us just be looking at grandma like she always been grandma. Where you think you got it from? Grandma ain't always been old, Ruth. So some of y'all little young girls who think y'all know it all, and you look like she just don't understand because he love me. Look, she done already lost everything she had. 
She's trying to help you so that you can get to your purpose. But some of y'all young girls don't want to listen to nobody. So she, look, I, I hear girls say this all the time. Well, you did the same thing with my daddy. Well, that's why I'm trying to stop you. Now look at what Naomi said in verse 3. Naomi is now operating in her purpose as she's seeing a new purpose in everything that she lost and she's seeing an opportunity to help a young woman. So look at this in verse 3. It said, now do as I tell you. Take a bath. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Some of y'all just need a bath. Amen. For some of us, a bath. Remember I said with my wife, if he just takes a shower, <laughs> everything would be all right. Naomi says, take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Now, I want y'all to understand something. There's a time and place for everything. It said in verse, five, uh, verse 3, then go to the threshing floor, but don't let Boaz see you until he's finished eating and drinking. The threshing floor, I need y'all to understand something about purpose. The threshing floor, is, remember, she came during the time of the barley harvest, right? The threshing floor is where you take all the grains at, and that's when you start separating the good from the bad. And, and what, I, what, I'm, what I find interesting is that if she had not gone during the barley harvest, he would have no reason to be on the threshing floor. And so, so, so what I'm telling you is that the reason that you don't need to just be in purpose, but you need to be in God's perfect timing is because you can go to the right place at the wrong time and miss your blessing. Imagine if Ruth would have been at the threshing floor looking for Boaz in the winter, like... Well, what's going on? And some of us is like, God, I came where you told me to go. And God is looking like, but you didn't go when I told you to do it. Amen. It's important to follow God in the proper time. Verse 5, this is what I like about Ruth. She said, I will do everything you say. And then in verse 6, it says, so she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law. Some of us need to learn how to follow instructions. Now, now let's, let's jump down to verse 11. It says... Now, now Ruth is in the place where she's, she's being obedient to her mother-in-law, and now she's kicking it with Boaz at the threshing floor, okay? And, and, and here's what's dope. As Boaz begins to respond to her, I want y'all to notice something. He says, now, you don't, now don't you worry about a thing, my daughter. I will do what is necessary for everyone in town knows you are what? A virtuous woman, okay? So, so, so notice how the scripture of Proverbs 31 Notice how we say this virtuous woman is worth more than rubies. That must be true for a, for a rich man to see you and call out your virtue. I'm trying to tell y'all that if you just operate in God's purpose and keep your virtue and become a capable woman, at the proper time, you will get your credit. Some of us just want to walk around every day. I'm virtuous. I'm vir Look, that's cool. Let me call you virtuous. Just be virtuous, okay? All right, I got you. Verse 16, verse 16, when Ruth went back to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, what happened, my daughter? Ruth told Naomi everything Boaz had done for her in 17. And she added, he gave me six scoops of barley and said, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. For the Naomi's in the room, if you just speak into Ruth's life, when God blesses Ruth, he will put something in her hand and tell her, go back to Naomi and don't leave her empty-handed. Some of us have a problem blessing other people because we think it means that we're going to miss out. Some of y'all Naomi's in the room didn't do the hookup with the Boaz with the young girl that you was supposed to do, and you don't even know you missed your financial blessing. You don't even know you missed your healing and your purpose because we trying to play God and stop people from being blessed and like, oh, I don't want to see her. Get Listen, just play your position. And when she find Boaz, you'll get six, six scoops too, okay? You got six scoops of barley because you went during that time. Then Naomi said to her, just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. Here's a key phrase. The man won't rest until he has settled things today. I'm closing going into verse four, chapter 4, but I need you all to understand something. When you are being, living a life in purpose, like you don't have to rush through nothing. Like you don't, you don't have to try to get married tomorrow. Like you don't, 
You don't have to just go ahead and settle for any and every. Like, yeah, you know, because, I mean, I always wanted to be married by 30. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting old. Like, what? You getting old. Hold on, cuz. I'm older than 30. That means I'm old. You ain't old. You young. What I'm saying is that when we allow ourselves to start rushing, we start moving out of purpose. Like, now we not in God's time, and you're doing the right thing, but you're doing it in the wrong time. So, so, so let's go to verse 4, and, and here's, as, as uh, chapter 4, I'm sorry, as, as I wrap this up, I'm starting at verse 13. As I wrap this up, I need y'all to understand something about purpose that you're going to understand after we read this verse. Like I said, we get caught up in the what? We get caught up in the fact that he's a millionaire, and he's a good man, and this and that, he got this. And so many times you miss the why. And I, I'm gonna, you're going to see in this scripture why the why is more important than we all ever realized. So, so verse 13 says, so Boaz took Ruth into his home and she became his wife. When he slept with her, the Lord enabled her to become pregnant and she gave birth to a son. Verse 14. Then the women of the town said to Naomi, praise the Lord who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. What you don't realize is that Boaz was a redeemer of Elimelech's family. What that means is that in those times they lived under a law, and because with Ruth, with her first husband, they didn't have a child, and her husband died. And in those times, you had a closer relative that was the redeemer of your family, who was a man who was called to then come and marry your wife with the purpose of keeping your bloodline and your name going and your legacy. And so what we don't realize is that the purpose that Ruth was walking in, it wasn't just about finding somebody that was 6'5 and cute with curly hair and a beard and strong and he got the right job. She was working to be found by purpose. All right. They don't. Verse 14. 15, I'm sorry. May he re now, now, now you got to understand with Naomi. This is to Naomi, talking about the child, your grandson. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you and has been better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him in her breast, and she cared for him as if he were her own. Here's what I need you to understand at the end of this love story. As God sent a redeemer in Boaz, see, we think Boaz was just a cute husband with a lot of money. He was a redeemer. He came, a redeemer comes to set everything back in order. When Boaz came into the picture, Naomi's life got set back in order. She had lost everything she had. He gave her a new grandson that was going to care for her in her old age and love her and gave her a daughter-in-law that loves her more than seven sons. So if you're Naomi in the room, if you just follow God's purpose, you will be redeemed. God has a way to give back everything that you lost. Now, if you're Boaz in the room, fellas, you got the money, you got the sauce, you're smart, you're handsome. But when God sent that woman, now you are a man that's complete. Now you have the help. Because remember, when God created Adam, I know you... I know you're the man, bro, but doing it by yourself, it's just got the way God made it, you're not enough. You're not enough on your own. So God sends a help, so you got to, fellas, you got to, oh, my God, I'm going to say this. <laughs> fellas, you got to stop messing with the orpus and find your Ruth. Like, you think because you got money and all the girls like you, that makes you the man. No, you become the man when one woman loves you and when you love one woman. Some of us got it mixed up. We call a dude the man because every chick likes him. Let me give you all some breaking news. I didn't come here today to be liked by every woman in the room. That doesn't validate me. My validation is found in this woman right here. When you find your Ruth and you find somebody and y'all on the same page and y'all can go walk in purpose and I'm telling you, Boaz was a man of purpose, and when God gave him Ruth, he completed him. But there's something else in the picture. There's Ruth, 
who had lost her first husband, didn't even have a son then, God restored her with a redeemer and a husband and gave her a son. Now, here's the part that everyone overlooks. And as I'm leaving you, this is the absolute most important part of the story. When Ruth and Boaz got married, they had a son. His name was Obed. Obed grows up and has a son. His name is Jesse. Jesse grows up and have a son. His name is David. Jesus Christ calls himself the son of David. When Ruth made a decision to follow Naomi, she was operating in the purpose so that we could be redeemed by our Savior, Jesus Christ. See, y'all thought it was just because he had money and thought he was just cute. The purpose that God has in you is for your bloodline. Some of us keep producing little criminals because we don't understand the power of a bloodline. Naomi, the reason that you got to minister to Ruth is because we need Jesus. You got to make sure that Ruth goes at the right time of the barley harvest so that, so that Boaz can drop the barleys on purpose so that Naomi can tell her to go to the threshing floor while he's messing with the barleys so that then he can marry her so that they can have a son named Obed so that Obed can have Jesse so that Jesse can have David so that, so that David can slay Goliath and, and David can run from Saul and then become the king and then be a man after God's own heart and then he has Solomon and then Jesus Christ is from that bloodline. Some of y'all think that God wants you to, to have a husband so that y'all can be cute and y'all can have a big house and money. God needs you to have a husband so that he can produce purpose from you. Look at the day and the time that we live in. We're talking about this virus and all these dark days. What are y'all producing these children to become? Are we producing... Listen, see, God has a purpose. We don't have kids yet. But, but I'm crazy enough to have enough faith to believe something in 13 years of marriage. I'm crazy enough to believe that the reason God hasn't blessed me with a child yet is because it ain't the springtime at the barley harvest. And God got something that he need to do with my seed. And God needs me to be operating in purpose so that when my son comes, my legacy can live on. I don't need a son just so he could be cute and light-skinned like me and he can wear Jordans and he can get all the girls. I need a son so that he can live in purpose. People of God, get your mind off of the what and start focusing on the why. It don't matter the what I do or I don't have a son. I just want a kid because I always wanted a kid. No, because when you just have a kid because you always want to have a kid, you don't produce nothing. When you realize why you have a child and you start looking at the Obed and the Jesse and the David and your son and you start realizing like, no, I can't let him watch power because he going to have to slay Goliath. No, I can't let her twerk because she going to have to walk with Ruth. She going to have to walk with Naomi. No, we don't do that challenge right. See, y'all think the Bible and God and righteousness is just about telling you what you can't do. It's about protecting you for the purpose of the kingdom. The theme of this service is help wanted in the kingdom. How we going to hire somebody and ain't nobody qualified? People of God, I appreciate and I thank y'all today. I hope and pray that God has definitely left something in your spirit and that you understand that more than anything, your life is more than clothes. Your life is more than money. Your life is more than a car. We get caught up in so many superficial things and we can't even love each other because we worried about the what. Oh, you only want to be my friend because you think I got money. I'll leave you with this thought. The blessings are not the purpose. The blessings are a result of the purpose. Thank you and amen. 
God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend. We love you. Inspire God's People. Inspire God's People. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.